Fighting is a choice. Make yours. I'm into survival. What, what, what's up survivors? Welcome to D180. Come for the horror, stay for a ride. With AJ, John A and Brittany. I mean, it's the last Friday of Black History Month, or the last Friday for us at least, so fuck it. I'm gonna ask this question. You think when one white person be in a group of Black people, they be uncomfortable, just like if it's one of us in a group of white people, we be uncomfortable? Hell yeah. Well, actually, I think it's a bit of like yes and no. Because I don't think white people be feeling uncomfortable and shit. I feel like they're... Because they be putting their business and shit. Yeah. So I that's why I'm like, hmm, do they be intrigued or do y'all be nervous? Because I be nervous. Because y'all do things. Protects them through so much. I feel like it protects them through social situations too. Like they're like, I don't have to worry about these niggers. I can just... <laughs> Not the ER. Not the ER. I can just talk away. They're forced to listen to me. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness oh my gosh okay so y'all saw we just ripping the band-aid off because it is our last movie for february and our theme that my best friend go best friend where all month we have been talking about the black bestie but i hope you've been enjoying it because who we talked about carla we talked about marcus last week we talked about molly coming in the clutch and now we're gonna be talking about ride I'm very excited to talk about Ride because I just feel like, oh, coming up the coop with the lot. Don't start that. Bro, I missed that. Okay. I feel like this is a bad thing when you say that, but I, I missed that era of quarantine. No, you can acknowledge that it was a great time. I missed all of that. Oh, yes. I, I like TikTok. <laughs> oh, wait. I, I wanna... You know, I didn't have TikTok then. I just got TikTok like a few months ago and y'all created a monster. Oh I just, no, I had it through all of that. Like, yeah, I didn't see, I got it. I got it. Could be, bleh, excuse me. Before quarantine, we had just got our social media account for first ladies. And mm -hmm. I had an IG and a TikTok. So I was like, bet, cool. Cause nobody was really doing TikTok. So I'm like, if this app do pop, look at me. So I already had it and I was doing that content. And then now look at me doing so bad girls club content. At the time, during that time when like TikTok was gaining speed in the mm -hmm. beginning of 2020, mm -hmm. there was this whole controversy with like government employees having TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember And that. so at the time, even though I was a contractor, I was trying to get in the government and I decided to not have a TikTok because I didn't want to like fall in love with something and then have to get rid of it once I start working there. Because honey, once you open that app, that's it. Right. Especially so, now. But then mm -hmm. I got the gov job, quit the gov job. And then now I'm back being a contractor. And I went and re-downloaded TikTok. It was like last year or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe beginning of last year. I don't know. That's a good time. Maybe we'll do something with ours. Because people actually, people's actually fucking with our TikTok. We just, you know, y'all know how we is. It happens. Um. Anyway, throwing it to Brittany. What's up, y'all? You know what the <laughs> fuck this is about. You can keep up with us on our socials at D180 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you know what? 
y'all know what the fuck to do if you want exclusive content join our motherfucking patreon okay we shouldn't be out here trying to look at the teacups listen to the noises you should be right there with us trying to tell us to get the fuck out by supporting us okay support us <laughs> Well, um, what Brittany is trying to say is this time around closing our February theme, we are doing 2017's Get Out. Um, this movie is currently streaming nowhere for free. You better have subscription. But here's the thing. Now, now time out. Before you say that, you should fucking own this movie. So you shouldn't be watching this streaming nowhere. I mean, I guess, but you should own it. Even I own it. I do not own it. Oh my gosh. That's anti-black. Baby, who got you? Who vacation did you? Brandon, why did you let her go out by herself? Uh-uh, that's now why she don't get it because Brandon don't like it. Brandon don't like this movie. That's why they don't own it. She probably did own it. He probably saw it. He said, skeleton kid. <laughs> that poor baby. No, I just never owned it. After I graduated college, I just stopped buying DVDs. Like, because, you know, when I was there, the $5 box had a hold on me. Mm. Then we graduated to, well, also at the time, you know, there wasn't really streaming. So mm. I had to, like, buy everything True. that I wanted. Now they're streaming. I do have a DVD yeah. player now. I don't like the digital copy. Girl, my TV don't got that much storage. I be having mm -hmm. delete app every other day off of the day mm -hmm. on Fire TV. Now, what do you be doing? Oh, no, I got it's the apps. TV. It's the apps itself that be taking up the space on the TV. That's I don't have nothing on there but the apps. My that's shit be downloading new wallpapers every day, and I still <laughs> Okay, that's all. Like, what's happening? What I don't, you downloading over there, Johnny? Nothing. I didn't jailbreak hmm. my TV so like I jailbroke the Fire X, stick. X, 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 right, okay. <laughs> no, but no, um... For those who steal their parents' uh, cable logins, you can watch it on the FX Now app because Ooh. this movie is streaming on, not streaming, but like airing on TV. Um, and yes, okay. a lot of movies are on the FX Now nap, app. Uh, I seen Antebellum on there, even though that was a terrible oh, movie. Oh, God damn. Don't y'all watch um, that fucking movie. Oh, thanks yeah, for saving it was, me. It was bad. Don't watch oh, it. Oh, well, thanks for saving me. Don't you mm. ever watch, not not during this month, actually ever. Don't ever click, yeah, don't was, ever watch yeah, that movie. Great. Cool. I ever. didn't plan on it, but thanks for saving me, girl. And hold on, what FX got the movies. FX, FX. They do. The app, I might have to okay. go back, because they do. Not, they do. so you download, I mean, you deleted it, because it was taking up space, so now you got I didn't delete it. I didn't delete it this time. <laughs> I didn't delete the app. I had to delete another app. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> you still show on this movie, though, but I'm gonna let it go for a little bit. Really for two seconds. You could, you could buy it right now. It's probably like $5 low-key. I'm not I'm not trying to be funny, but it probably is. It's Black History Month. It should be, so that way it's accessible to all. Now, why we got to lower our prices to be accessible to all? Why I can't... Well, yeah. I'm just saying, like... They lowered the other you about movies. You're about to buy the digital copy. <laughs> no, I want to see how much it is. Probably oh, like $14.99. No, well, seven, I don't know online. $7.99 on Amazon. You can buy the Blu-ray right the fuck now. Mm -hmm. Well, I meant the digital copy. Mm-hmm. Peer pressure. Buy it. Yeah, no. buy it. <laughs> you should definitely buy it. Don't listen to me with my bad ideas. Oh my gosh. Anyway, moving on to triggers. Um I'm triggered general, that you didn't buy the movie. Me oh too. General it's racism. General racism is very triggering. Um body snatching is also very triggering. Mm -hmm. 
potential in-laws are very triggering. I don't think it was going to make it that far. I mean, am I lying? Something I want to add that goes on to racism is colorblind racism. It's the whole I don't see color issue that they do. do Toxic I white liberals. The ones that you think is cool, but the whole time they do no tiger. It's a lie. You lie. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. I would have voted for Obama third term if I could have. Mm-hmm. I would have. They think it's your friend the nipple foin yet. Well, really, oh, yeah. it's not. That, that is it. And, and oh, yeah, of course, it's um not having control over your own body. Another yeah. one. When oh, you no, have, um, no control. Yeah. When you have music, no medical, make you lose control. No medical say so on what happens to you. Mm. Why don't you say so? She don't got to sing that song. Not near no more if she didn't want to. That girl's set. Love me some Doja Cat. Okay, anyway, back on subject. I watched this in the theater. Listen. It gave what was supposed to be given because here's the thing. There were interracial couples in that theater that were black and white. And bitch, That's they were shook. I loved it. One left. One couple <laughs> left. <laughs> and best believe when they left, people let it be known that we saw you walking out. <laughs> I'd be it like, was... sit your ass back down. Mm-mm. Somebody was like, get out, bruh. I know because it was funny because like I said when BJ and I were watching this for the first time for the podcast we were talking we were reliving the movie experiences like stuff was happening and I was like dang I remember we was cheering when this happened people was like oh shit when this happened like it was so much fun watching this in the theaters like if you didn't get that experience I feel so bad for you because it was different it was just Okay, let me press the spoiler button. <laughs> that moment when the cherries and berries lit up Chris' face and Ryan stepped out, everybody was like, ah! Not cherries and berries. Oh, I love that thing. <laughs> but no. Y'all never that... heard me say that when I talk about police lights? Y'all never hear me say that? No. <laughs> this is the first. But no, that happened in my movie theater, too. Because, mm-hmm. so for me, I went to the movies to see it, too. Um... This was not like, oh, I saw the trailer. I like the trailer, so I'm going to go see the movie. Mm -hmm. It was a million people telling everybody, y'all need to go see Get Out. Mm -hmm. Even So I think I went with my parents. I'm pretty sure I went with my parents, and I think, yeah, it was my parents. And probably, like, one of my brothers or something. So dad was, like, ranting and raving, like, everybody keeps telling me I need to go see this movie. Let's go see this movie. Let's go see this movie. So we went to go see Mm -hmm. it. And... The theater experience is really what, like, made the movie for mm-hmm. me. I agree. Um, it I was agree. definitely, like, a a for-the-culture event. Mm-hmm. And all the points were where you needed that audience reaction. You got the audience yeah. reaction. Just like what you said, when the cops showed up at the end and it was right. Like, you know, it, it was... It was it was up. <laughs> it was yeah. just up. It's so crazy that, like, you know... Okay, I know that you... Well, Brittany has... Well, no, y'all know what I'm saying. Y'all know how we talk about like uh, like our older siblings, cousins, whoever, like they got to live out all this stuff. Like these are moments that we got to witness real time mm-hmm. and witness like. 
This was actually my first watch since then. I've literally, really, yeah, I've literally only saw it the day it came out. Mm. Get Out wasn't one of those movies for me where I kill. I watch it multiple times. Mm. You know, it's like one of those things where it's kind of like you watch it, you feel Mm. some type of way, and I'm like, yeah, like Wakanda Forever. I will never watch that one again. Oh, I haven't even watched it yet, so I'm gonna take my time. Yeah, so it's one of the movies. Like, yes, it's great in the moment. You love it, but. We'll so rate is it. it like how I feel about Donnie Darko? Like, even though that movie scared the shit out of me, and I know you haven't seen it, I don't think, but I think it's a brilliant ass movie. Will I ever watch that shit again? Hell no, because I'm fucking terrified. Because you just mind fucked me. Probably so. Okay. Wakanda Forever is more like emotional, emotional. response. Yes, mm-hmm. that the same thing. Okay. For Get Out, it was more so like I don't know if I can sit through this again. Not because it was bad, but because like mentally it's kind of like I witnessed it all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's like I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel it. Sometimes no, white, trust people, me, I feel it. white people can be draining, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I no, I with them every day. <laughs> I can say, I, well, okay, this week I'm not gonna hold y'all. This week I watched it three times to prep for this because no, I can only watch it once. And right. actually made a joke thinking that I was gonna cut off the movie when we changed our recording date. I'm like, no. <laughs> cut off the movie i, I was like started. my one thing about my girl she go chill okay she go relax but i was okay. already chilling i had sat myself up i had you the probably blanket. had a blanket yeah see oh no yeah water okay i feel you girl i see well because you. you know the, the fast ain't over yet i still got a few more a, a week and some change left before mm-hmm. i can drink again so mm-hmm. yeah no, i miss I my wine it. and popcorn Brittany, what about you girl me and john they've been still in the mic Oh, you ain't have a theater experience? I did not. Did they have it in your theater? I I was... I was about to say, no, Ashley, why would they not have it? That that movie was a phenomenon. I was thinking the same thing, so why didn't she see it in the theater? Is it because you don't like theaters? Okay, so time out really quick. For anybody that this might be your first go-round with us... Brittany, where she lives, the theaters be fucking playing her and either like they don't have the movie there or like she got to wait months and months. And it just, it, yeah, sorry, girl. I didn't even get to watch Trick or Treat when it came back through. Because mm. um, okay. it wasn't playing at our theater and I called mm-hmm. religiously and they didn't have it. Uh-huh. But no, it was because I really didn't fuck with going to the theaters at that time. Like I watched it. I think I watched it with Jose my first time. And mm-hmm. it, it was like when it came out, you know, on DVD because I did do that thing that I said in the beginning. Um, (laughs) 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 so I mean I had the full on DVD so he and I were watching it reacting so I had the reaction because you know (laughs) y'all do not know Jose watching some shit with Jose is a time to be alive okay Mm -hmm. you think I give commentary this motherfucker be live I I see that I think I've heard that before this motherfucker be talking the entire time and all you can do is laugh because he's so fucking funny because he's so serious Mm -hmm. um so he and i watched it and we're like what the fuck and when that bitch was eating them goddamn that damn cereal and that milk separate we were like white devil we already knew she was white devil but we needed to make sure it was which is crazy because jordan peele was like I didn't even mean for that to be that. I just thought that was some wild ass shit to be doing. Because why would you eat cereal like that? (laughs) But because she did it like that, you were like, oh, it's separatism. Because she doesn't like Mm -hmm. structures to touch. And drinking it through a black straw at that. Girl. That's how she's been taking the culture. Mm. 
Not the black straw. Well, we could take this um black slide all the way down too. Park recommendations. Okay, so let me tell y'all something. I was on a motherfucking roll watching this movie. I'm just not, I'm not gonna even hold y'all. This one to be one of them episodes. So buckle up, buttercup. There's your warning. I got four park recommendations, okay? Prepare to be sick of me. My very first one, we just covered this not too long ago in our last theme, I Can Transform Ya. That is 1986's Society. Because like my boy, Billy, he didn't know what the fuck was going around him. All this stuff was going on around him. He had no idea that he was the sacrifice. He, ooh, I guess I spoiled it for you, but you'd still watch it. But yeah, oh my God, poor Billy, just like my man's Chris. My second park recommendation comes from 2019, and that is Parasite. If you've seen the movie, you get the vibes, you see the connection. Please go into that movie blind. You don't need to know shit. Tapping in Britney. So you're talking about the Parasite that's a foreign horror movie. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Okay, y'all, just to give y'all, because that was my mind. Just to go ahead and tell y'all. It was. We were thinking of like, yeah. Um, you need to watch that movie. If you have not watched that movie, let me tell you. You don't watch a trailer. You no. look for shit. Blind. You go find Parasite and you press play. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to read, okay? Yes, and that's fine. Um, you need to read. I need y'all to get over this. You need to know how to, um, you know. Most of y'all like other... subtitles anyway. So. Yes, but you need to learn how to experience other people's cultures mm -hmm. and not, ooh, you know, cannibalize ooh, ooh. it. Now, wait a minute. Yeah, think. Okay, here you go. And just watch the movie. Okay. And enjoy it, because once it goes there, it, it, it goes there. All right. Number three would be one that's a little more obvious and on the nose. 1956's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And last, just because I love to annoy everybody and everybody's going to be like, this bitch. 2019's Mid to Mars. Say something about it. Mm hmm. I ain't think so. <laughs> All right, boom. So I got a couple. My first one I'm going to hit you with is 2018's Incident in a Ghostland. Because mm. what you think is fucking happening in that movie? Yes, that movie is traumatic as hell. Let's go ahead and tell you that. So if you're going to watch it, know you finna. It has very sensitive content. So know oh, that yeah. going into it. But that movie. Take you real fast. Sound like my kind of like, Ooh, because what you thought was happening was not what was happening, and then you mm -hmm. feel so fucking terrible watching it. You like, what the fuck did I just do? Oh no, see, that man. Oh no, yeah, think about it. Yeah, also, yeah, you really do. Then you got my personal fave, twenty twelve Sinister. What the fuck you think you got? You do not have it because that ending, baby. That ending. You think you all good? You not the baby. end, end. Not the end, end, because the, the end, 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 I wish they wouldn't have did that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, but, but the end, end is the the gotcha bitch part. Even though I don't accept it, I got I kind of hate they did it, but um, okay, <laughs> I'll make you famous, daddy. <laughs> no, see that end is fine. I'm talking about this. Oh no, I wasn't talking about that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking I, about. I told you, I feel like that don't exist. Yeah, yeah, just like I did then, and we didn't already cover parasites, so we don't have to hit that again. Survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter or on our DMs. You go down. First of all, I ain't shit because the only person I care about is Jordan Peele, apparently, because I didn't write none of the crew. 
<laughs> but Jordan Peele, if, that if, they was, was, <laughs> if they was white, we should just leave them out because it's black history. Well, I can't see no pictures, so I can't, you know, honestly, and let's just talk about it. It's crazy because some of our parents literally named us so people wouldn't judge us on our job application. So, like, my name, you can look at my middle name, you might be like, mm. But when you just look at my regular name, you don't think too much. And I say that to say, when I read these names in a second. Let me go ahead and tell you, if y'all knew my full name, my full government, oh, you'd yeah. be like, your parents named you to be white. Mm -hmm. like, that is a I was told this. I was told that that was why I have the name that I have, because it picks all the Southern highlights, wraps that shit together, and gives you me. You know what's so funny? I was sitting next to this white lady at the nail salon in Charleston. Mm -hmm. And she was saying her middle name, same middle name as you, and it has the like a normal basic white lady first name with that middle name. And I was like, I have a friend who has that same. Name. Mm -hmm. It's a TikTok. <laughs> it's a TikTok of a sorority, and they going around. They be like, "What's your first and middle name?" And they all were something Nicole, something Nicole, something Nicole. I was like, oof. <laughs> Or no, then it was another one. It was all Grace, like McKenna Grace, Harley Grace, Jenna Grace. Like, I was like, oh my. Probably Lynn is in there. Like, see, for let's, since we making fun of y'all, we can make fun of ourselves too, because I say this all the time. Y'all know I name my final girls after popular black girl nicknames, and we know what those are. It's Renee, Nicole, Marie, and then bonus points for Janae. What's some other ones? I feel like I can get two more. But back to who did this movie. Directorial debut of Jordan Peele from the mind of Jordan Peele, produced by Sean McCritic, Jason Blum, Edward H. Ham Jr., and of course, Jordan Peele. Now, here's the thing. When I watched this, I was like, this Blumhouse? That's the same thing that I said to myself when the introduction came and I seen mm. that damn blue everywhere and then the Blumhouse logo. And I was like, wow. I did not know that this yeah, was Yeah, because Monkey Paw was a thing and they're credited here, but it wasn't like, you know how it is in us when you get the whole Monkey yeah. Paw Productions title card, because that's what I was looking for. I was waiting on, you know, the teacup and all of that, but we ain't get that. That's not what it was giving. Cinematography by Toby Oliver, edited by Gregory Plotkin. And you've probably like, I've heard that name before. And you have, because Gregory Plotkin also did work on Happy Death Day, the whole Paranormal Activity franchise, including the Ghost Dimension, but you know, we ain't gonna talk about that. So yeah, that's where you heard his name before. Music by Michael Abels. And just because it's Black History Month, this did drop February 24, 2017. And what a time to be alive, so. I, I wanna point out, it's kind of disheartening. I mean, it's great for us that the movie exists, but the only people of color are Jordan Peele, Obviously, mm -hmm. and Michael Abrams. Oh, that's it. You looked that up that quick while I was doing all of that. Look at you. I love you. <laughs> Damn. Them the only, only two people. Well, it's okay because you know how Jordan Peele rolled now. At least we getting their money. Um. Anyway, main cast: Daniel Kaluuya as Chris Washington. Oh my goodness. I'm just going to throw this in here now. Zaylin Adams as 11-year-old Chris. Allison Williams as Rose Armitage. Bradley Whitford as Dean Armitage. Catherine Keener as Missy Armitage. And Caleb Landry-Jones as Jeremy Armitage. Stephen Root or... Ooh, 
Stephen Root as Jim Hudson, Lakeith Stanfield as Andre Hayworth slash Logan King, Lil Rel Howery as Rod Williams, Erica Alexander as Detective Latoya looking gorgeous, Betty Gabriel as Georgina, Marcus Henderson as Walter, and everybody else, you just see them. But I will say Jordan Peele is also in this movie. He has three roles. He plays the deer, the narrator of the United Negro Fund commercial, and the flight 237 call. You're hired. <laughs> okay, so I sent you guys a whole bunch of posters, like a shit ton of posters, because this movie has a shit ton of posters. So I figure we just pick our favorite one and talk about it. It doesn't matter because they'll see it soon on the Instagram. What's your favorite? Um, I think I like the normal one, like the original one. It's the one where it's like different scenes of him being scared and with that white bitch and with the white dad and with the little cracked glass where it says get out. I like the one that reminds me of Coraline. So like it's using the teacup as the eye and people who haven't watched Coraline, um, it looks like a button. I like the one where it's Chris's head, but the top of his head is giving I'm a little teacup or that's not the song, but you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I like that one, but I also like the one that gives me Kendrick Lamar swimming pool vibes is Chris sinking into the sunken place. I like that one, too. You know, it does give me those. I know, yeah, the first, because the thing about it is that came out first, like, that came out, like, 2012, 13, so that's just the vibes it gives me. You know, it's just something for me about the the soullessness of the other one. Like, With you know, the teacup eye? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, that's really what, that's for real how the sunken place feels, like, and I love that they put the detail of him reaching out to us inside, because... Yeah, it's just perfect, though. So I'm in love with that poster, too. So, speaking of in love, I decided that we are not going to do a cue line because, I mean, who wants to rate to get in the line? Let's just fast past this bitch. Y'all ready? I refuse. You're not going to do this shit to me. I heard the fucking teacup. I just probably cut off the sound. The fuck you get? Pardon me? I ain't going down. I'm not going down. You had a problem? Not I can't drink my anywhere. I can't no. drink my lime tea. No, you cannot with that fucking cup going around in a circle. I refuse. You're not taking me down. So Brittany, when you be talking about your sperm donor, like, do you really be feeling that way? Yes. Tell me why. Cause he ain't shit. Hmm. Yeah. What makes him not shit? The same thing that makes all deadbeat dads not shit. They just wasn't there. They were too busy fucking off on other bitches. Mm. Making new make-believe families. Mm. Damn. Funny story. His new family has the same makeup as my family. Mm. One girl and the rest are boys. Okay. It's fucked up, ain't it, y'all? So you feel like you've been duplicated like a Jordan Peele us situation. Like it was just copied and pasted, better family. So, Brittany, how do you feel now? Like, right now? I feel good. Like, I can go set his house on fire. 
Nelson. Girl, <laughs> sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I am very tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> well, let's get into 2017's Get Out. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meeting families, taking road trips. Don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> <laughs> we hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. smoke in front of my daughter. I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. Are you ready for this? I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Bros, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Bros! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Mind is a terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. Too many white people are getting nervous. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. Okay, I don't know if y'all watched a different trailer from me, because honestly, I feel like I only saw one version of the trailer. I was trying to see if it was multiple ones. Maybe it was, but I just feel like it was the same one. Maybe it had more or less cuts. Um, it was fine. The only thing I hate is they did show some scenes that I wish they didn't show. It showed a lot. Like yeah. like I said earlier, I didn't recall seeing the trailer. I really went into this movie blind when I initially saw it, and I'm glad that I did. Because like I said, the trailer shows a lot. Oops, sorry, I hit the mic. <laughs> but oh, there was, <laughs> uh, but there was a brief scene in the trailer at the end of Jeremy in the car with the gun. 
No. Oh, okay, never mind. There was a it's when uh Daniel Kalua, he's in the dark and he lights the Oh the deer. And the deer skeleton. That was yeah. Weird. No, Jordan Peele said he took it out because it looked stupid. And they put it in a trailer and he was like, Why would you put that in the trailer? <laughs> so he and but like he said, because he actually says a lot of the when you listen to the commentary, which I highly recommend if you own the DVD or whatever you're watching it on, watch the commentary. He like he was like, you know, this is my first attempt, so I know it's things I messed up, and obviously, as I go on, hopefully I'll get better. And he said that was one of the things, because even in the sunken place, he was like, some of the wire work looks weird, like we had to cut it in different ways, because I just thought it looked kind of cheap and fake, but that CG idea was one of them, and I just wasn't with it, so I cut it. <laughs> and I feel it, because, yeah, like... I get it, but like I said, you put it in the trailer, so now I, I don't want to see it in the movie, actually. I kind of hate how come it showed you too much of their creepiness. Like, the point of him doing it, and he was talking about, was to have it, like, not seem creepy, or to seem like odd shit that you'd be like, oh, it's just one-off and it keeps happening, mm-hmm. you keep pushing it away, but you see the one-off shit happening and progressing mm-hmm. in the trailer, so you're like, oh, so I know somewhere there was a trailer because I remember this being the thing. I remember everybody talking about Georgina and no, 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 no. And then it just cutting to get out. I remember that being a thing, but I couldn't find that. Yeah, I remember her just saying no, 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 no. And everybody was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, speaking of trailer. Way- it had her saying no like it had her like Mm -hmm. no there was a it was like a short one like a teaser trailer it was just just her mm -hmm. it was like something happens at the beginning i think it's chris like saying something to her and then it just goes to her and then it's that scene then it just cuts to get out and that was it okay see i love stuff like that like just give me little taste of stuff like even the trailer that we all watch because i think we're all talking about the same one it starts off fine but then it just goes too far like if they had to cut it i can't recall the point right now but if it's a certain point where they could have cut it and it would have been with the police maybe probably because once it leaves with the police and it goes to the family if they would have just stopped right there you would have been like okay it's a it's a police issue. Like you would have mm-hmm. just knocked it at that and let it to go. You would have watched it on that and then been throwing the fuck off without seeing mm-hmm. her family. Yeah, I feel it. Our movie opens with Andre walking alone in a Hedgefield suburb while talking to a female on the phone. Andre is lost and trying to find the girl's house, and she says, "Stay put. We'll come and get you." As this is all going on, a white Porsche, black as night inside, said, let me bust a Yui real quick and pulls up on Andre. And Andre automatically notes that shit and walks the other direction. But when he turns back around to check things out, he's ambushed from the side and choked out in a sleeper hole. First of all, this whole opening scene gave me Halloween vibes. And Jordan Peele confirmed it. So I was like, yes, I'm glad we're on the same page. He also confirmed that, like, when he said, you got me in this whole little hedge mage or some shit, whatever he said, is definitely The Shining. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit. I would have run as soon as I saw the car door was open. Like, I wouldn't even turn around. Like, yeah, that's where he messed up. He had to just kept walking. But then he would have got attacked from the back. But... He probably no. needed to put some pep in the step. I agree. At that point, but the thing is, he go ahead, B. Go ahead. At that point in time, you're supposed to put your back against something because if you know that somebody's out there mm. running, don't help you. 
Because you don't know how fast this is literally the time where either you fight or you freeze. You don't you don't flee. And see, I was about to say Andre technically does everything right. Like he knows that the car is following him. So he turns around and goes the other way because he like, hell no, I seen this movie before. I know what y'all do to niggas out here. But like John A said, he shouldn't have stopped to turn around. He should have just kept going forward. At least do some zigzags. Y'all seen boys in the hood. Like also the car definitely gives Christine and Jaws vibes. Like Jordan Peele was just putting little dashes of other horror movies. And this was what, in the first two minutes, in the first opening, I was loving it. I was all for it. But it takes us right to the title card, again, giving an homage to the shining title card, if you've ever seen it. Literally same color, same fade out. I don't know what to call it. It's all the same. I love it. But anyway, Chris Washington is shaving as he prepares to meet his white girlfriend, Rose, who's coming to see him before they head out to meet her family. Chris is concerned about her family not knowing about him being black and potentially chasing him off the lawn with a shotgun. So I like this scene because, of course, it transitions from like the, as Jordan Peele calls it, satanic spiritual music into Redbone. And y'all know at the time that song was it. John A., when we made Brigade and I hopped in the car, that was the second song that came on. The first song was Bruno Mars. Girl. Mm-hmm. My mama that still sang that song wrong. It had a it had, it had a choke hold. Yeah, it did. It really did. My mama said um, she'd be like, stay woke. Do, do. Baby sleeping, the baby sleeping. I was like, Mama, what? Who said that? Them not the worries, girl, but okay, go Yo, off. I forgot <laughs> to mention that my nigga Andre, him being dragged like that was very unsettling. It was because he was just like stiff, like. I'm thinking at least your body gonna go lip. No, this nigga literally was just body was like and stiff also, as a board. Peanut butter chocolate cake with Kool-Aid sounds disgusting. Cause yeah. I always try to decode that line. Like, is he just trying to describe me a brown girl with blood running through my body? Or is he describing a red like I got red bone red under t- I don't know. I don't know. It just sounds disgusting. I don't know. I feel it, though. Also, speaking of Redbone, when the song says stay woke after the little breakdown when we first see Rose, I was like, oh, I see you. You're trying to tell us to watch out for them white girls. They be creeping. <laughs> they gonna Definitely. find you. Gonna catch you sleeping. Ooh. <laughs> also, I love that we get to see Chris's artwork. This is where we learn he's a photographer. He does all of this beautiful artwork that he hangs around his little studio apartment. First of all, we should have known that she was psychotic because she knocked on the door with her head. Mm, was her hands full? See, I probably would have like hit it with my care. hip or my foot. No, you, you. When my hands are full and I'm knocking on someone's door, I use my foot, <laughs> not my fucking head. Are you telling me you don't walk up to a door and go? No, bitch. Not like a. You look like a bird pecking. Stop it. <laughs> also. I was really like shook watching this again because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, he looks so young. Bruh, he did because he not my big boy. I need a big boy because in Nope, girl, here, because <laughs> I was still feeling it because I'm like, he's he's one of my favorites. But I was like, dang, you are a baby here. I know. <laughs> because he even, because right after this, I think he filmed, um, Black Panther 
because mm-hmm. he was doing the get out challenge on uh-huh. set and he didn't look that young when yeah he, did Black he was a, no because he was a little bit thicker that's what it is. True. He's literally smaller here. Like, and all it's okay, except for the first black mirror, because that's like the first first thing. But after those two things, like he was a little big boy. Anyway, on <laughs> on the way there, Rose throws Chris's cigarette out, saying it's bad for him before Chris calls Rod, Chris's best friend, you know, just to check on him, just check base, because he's supposed to be watching see it while he's done. So Rod, I'm just telling y'all now, Rod is basically the audience and says everything that we be thinking, okay? Basically, the first things first, Chris ain't got no business being out there with all them white people. While the two continue their drive, Rose hits a deer and Chris almost in a trance goes to check on the dying deer and seemingly is very disturbed by it. You know, something that should have been a problem was her trying to invoke jealousy out of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're jealous? I ain't shit about this interaction causing jealousy. This ain't nothing you joke about. Because when mm-hmm. you do have a jealous ass partner, hi, I'm she. You don't want to bring that <laughs> shit out of them. Like you, that's one thing you don't fuck around with is jealousy. Because that is that unorth- un- unorthodox motherfucker. You will do shit that don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. So watching this movie back. Mm-hmm. Because remember, like I said, this is the first time I had seen it since in the theater. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now I'm picking up on everything oh, I love that it. gives the movie away uh-huh. that I didn't pick up the first time. I was so, trying to think, did I want to say this now or did I want to wait because it happens again? But go off, go off. So her snapping the cigarette, mm-hmm. when she did that, I was like, bitch, you ain't slick. It's just because you're trying to keep his body up to par. Right. And then crying, I would cry. If I would hit a live animal, I'm just saying that's just me. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, Rose speaks with a cop that tries to get smart with her, saying, This isn't his ministry, honey. You should have called animal control, but still decides to ask for Chris's license. Rose Hill nods that request, defending her man, my man, my man, my man. And the pair continue on the road. Sis, not you trying to cover his tracks. That's what I was going to say. It was, it was, it was a two part for me. The first part was like, huh, she plays the part so well. But then it was also like, bitch, you don't want a paper trail. Well, let me add on something to that. What if the cop knew that black men were disappearing in this area? And he really was just trying to like keep tabs on this dude just in case. That could have been the case. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying, what if? What if? Because here's my thing. I'm just surprised that a white man didn't try to overpower a white woman. I'm very surprised at this because Rose literally said back the fuck off and he did. I was not expecting that to be very honest. He was probably in league with him. Or he was like, maybe this white woman is in a affluent family and if she goes crying to daddy, yep. it's going to rain down bad. Hell yeah, department. that's that privilege. That's that, that's that, that's that privilege. But also, Chris, y'all in the car, you going, that was hot. You are not Paris Hilton, baby. No, don't be, don't do that. I feel it, but don't do that. No. <laughs> Later at the Armitage house in upstate New York, the first thing Chris sees when they pull up is an African-American groundskeeper. Red flag. Stay woke, Chris. Also, did y'all peep when they like walk into the house and y'all know y'all see the Omega symbols and um and it pulls out 
and Walter is just standing there on the right side of the screen, staring into the house. It was giving Michael Myers again. Rose's parents, neurosurgeon Dean and hypnotherapist Missy, make disconcerting comments about Black people as Dean give Chris a tour. He mentions his love for the experience of experiencing someone else's culture and how his own father raced against Jesse Owens but lost, as well as the reason why they can't go in the basement because of Black mold. Blink, 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 blink. Heading into the kitchen... Chris meets Georgina standing there like a fucking Grady twin or even Dr. Lecter, just being weird. And then, you know, at last, the two head outside. Okay, now let's just, because it's a lot going on in this scene, so let's just stop right here. When they first walk in and Dean and Missy are sitting in the chair and then Rose and Chris are sitting across from them, how long has this thing been going on, this little thing here? My man, my man, my man. I'm just like, I was with Rose. Like, is there an off switch? Because it really was overwhelming. And I can see how for Chris, that could probably could have been like a lot. Like, it ain't even been 10 minutes and you doing a lot. I had forgotten that was her daddy for a minute. Because when she mm-hmm. said, is there an off switch? I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> because why are you talking to your parent like that? She's right. I know, but I was like, in the first split second, I was like, man, maybe this is her stepfather. No, that's her daddy. That's how they roll. Same question. When we was watching this, he was going off on this shit. He was like, when they were talking about deers, he was like, oh, is this black people? He's like, are they talking yeah. about us? Mm-hmm. Is this is like, this play about us? Yes, he was it like, is. yeah, because it sounded like he's like, I, I replaced the deer because he was talking about it when the motherfucker got hit, and mm-hmm. especially at this, he was like, so is this supposed to be us? Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we the deer? And I'm like, baby, yes, yep. we're, we're the deer. That's when Dean says, when I see a dead deer on the side of the road, I say, now that's a start. He was talking about us. He was not talking about fucking deer. And then the second part was Jose was like, why the fuck she act like she not with him? talking about her daddy he was like you know how the fuck he act like what the fuck wrong with you he was on this shit heavy mm-hmm. he's seen the movie before but he ain't watched it since i think since that bitch came out and we had watched the dmd right that was the last time he done seen the film so every time shit was happening he was like this don't make no sense i also want to note that during the tour that dean is giving chris when he shows him missy's office it just lingers on the chair that chris is going to sit in eventually and i was just like mm, nice touch there me like it also, we learned that the nearest house is across the lake. Not safe, honey. Red flag, not safe. Outside, Dean addresses Walter and Georgina. You know, that little thing. It, it looks weird, but they were originally hired to take care of his parents. But when his parents died, the family didn't want to part with Walter and Georgina, so they kept him around. He also says that he would have voted for Obama a third time, just like Rose said he would earlier. Now, here's the thing. If they were hired to take care of the parents, does that mean like they're healthcare workers? Why are they doing cleaning and groundskeeping if they were originally healthcare workers? That don't add up. I, I, so boom, I got a story. Okay. Um, They don't be healthcare workers per se. So a lot of times, affluent white people get black people and people of color especially to take care of them they're not right. licensed professionals in, right. any, in any way shape or form oh. they just look for home health care caregivers and then they have them take care of them and they pay them under the table oh i see i see so they do not only do they help take care of like 
them they clean up the house they mm-hmm. they do laundry they go to the store but you pay them by hour and you you use them trafficking um pretty much um and okay. normally you get older people to do it cause well actually no this isn't trafficking because they the other party has agreed to it so never mind no it's not trafficking it's yeah. more like indentured servitude if mm-hmm. because they're so used to getting the money because the money's not being taxed Mm-hmm. Um, and they're being paid continuously and then of course they give them bonuses and shit but it makes it so, to the point where they don't want to find a new job mm-hmm. because they make them feel like they're a part of the family they're not a part of the family okay because they sure wasn't in none of them pictures that we saw on the wall Mm-mm. it's actually a term um, used in sociology called outsider within where mm-hmm. it talks about how you're within a situation but you're also on the outskirts mm. so you're, you feel like you're included but you're really not Mm-hmm. and that's what was happening to them well it's not to them but that's what that would have been called got it still outside the armitage family continues making chris uncomfortable over tea they ask about his parents and his vices even saying missy can help him get over his cigarette habit then they talk about the party tomorrow that rose forgot about despite it happening on the same day every year georgina comes around to refill everyone's glass but Something sets her off into a little spell, causing her to spill Chris's drink. They're able to get her situated, and that's when Jeremy, Rose's brother, arrives. Okay, so look, let's talk about this. So y'all know me. I'm a theory girl. I love a good Easter egg. I love a good theory. I love going down the rabbit hole. So one thing I always wanted to know about this scene in particular is when Georgina goes into her staring spell, I always wanted to know what caused it, what was that about, right? So I was told or I heard that when Missy does the three clinks of the glass, that's what set her off. But I can't really accept that because those things happen kind of too far apart. You know what I'm saying? I feel. But what I do think is those three clinks were for Chris because she's asking him all these probing questions. Like she asking him about his parents, asking about his mom, what happened to her? How old was he? Almost like it's a therapy session kind of sort of. And you see him getting anxious and kind of nervous about it. But the whole time she's doing it, she's tapping the cup in the cadence, right? So she's, I think she's getting into him more or less. Now, Georgina, I don't know what set her off because ultimately I feel a way about Georgina. She's one of my favorite people in the movie. But it's because I feel like the real Georgina, as we know, because all spoilers out, has a little more fight. And I feel like that bitch was trying to get out and like warn Chris. But they like the grandma. I feel like Georgina and the grandma be fighting for their life inside that body. They do. And I want to say that it probably just fuck me for a second. It probably was a three clinks. Because think of it like a migraine. Mm hmm takes a second from whatever noise you don't heard to set your migraine off sometimes they're fast acting but sometimes that shit just come out of nowhere like you felt it slowly building and then all of a sudden bam mm-hmm. your shit throbbing mm-hmm. and so you could like knock it off like you're tired or whatever the fuck it is and all of a sudden now you just fall out in pain and that's probably what it was is that because she's been repressed for so long she heard it but it took her that much longer to claw out mm. okay Granny Law got them guns waiting also, at the door. Not about this particular scene, but when they were first introduced, like during the house tour, mm-hmm. this was something that I picked up on that I didn't pick up the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. When they were like, Yeah, this is Georgina. Um, 
we she's the housekeeper but you know the kitchen we keep a piece of grandma in here and it's georgina's her. there yeah yeah because grandma <laughs> georgina. right exactly also this is why i said one of the triggers was um in-laws because if you look at the interaction between missy and georgina knowing what we know they don't like each other <laughs> you can see like I'm not me. I mean, I like BJ's mom, so that's not a problem for me. I don't know about anybody else in the room, but you can literally see the stares that they give each other when she's like, hmm, yes, I'll lay down. But you even see Dean make a face because he knows they don't get along, but this is what it is. They got to function like this. And Missy probably love it. Missy probably like, yeah, bitch, I own you. I hate to say <laughs> it like that, but you probably do be doing that. I wouldn't Hell be surprised. Yeah. We not putting nothing past these hoes. No, we definitely should not. That's how you get fucked up. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised what you find out. Don't he do it. Jeremy takes over dinner, spilling embarrassing stories about Rose that incriminate himself too. But, you know, whatever. Ultimately, it feels like regular cringy family banter, but kind of sinister. Dean then changes the conversation to see what physical activities Chris is into, but Jeremy fully takes over the conversation when he learns that Chris is into martial arts. Jeremy, delighted, continues to point out if Chris really tapped in with his genetic makeup and frame, he'd be a fucking beast. He even goes as far as to try to put Chris in a sleeper hold. Honey, Jeremy want to be black so bad. That's why his family was like, hey, yo, you got to chill out. You're doing too much. Because they knew. Okay. He said, let me try. He said, let me try. Let me try the boat. That's what Jeremy said. He said, let me try the boat real quick. Let me see some. So. One thing that, well, clearly the brother is weird and he does coke. Like, he clearly is on drugs. Um, His acting the whole time is just very unsettling. This nigga on drugs. Mm -hmm. Anyways, one of the things that was kind of a little wild for me mm -hmm. was when she was like, yeah, this is a reflex that I've since gotten rid of. And then he was like, uh, Chris was like, yeah. I'm like, you're not supposed to agree with that type of No, he said, um, I thought that too, but he said, um, no, what did he do? He said, yeah, but then he says something else. He was like, doesn't do, she doesn't do that anymore. He said, yeah, she doesn't do that anymore. It's like he's mumbling, but you don't really hear it over everybody else talking. But on the caption, that's what it says. And I was like, Chris. Still. <laughs> she would have been like, oh, girl, off a of fresh. <laughs> I mean, still, a reflex that I've since gotten rid of. Yeah, she doesn't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. That's a little bit too fresh at the table. You're not supposed to be agreeing. I mean, the way not. The way Jeremy was already putting stuff out there, talking about biting tongues off and first kiss, and we was drinking alcohol and filling them with water. At that point, I mean. talking about a fucking old girl in the, bath, in the bathroom. Okay, so he mean, really was. So, I mean, at this point, it was. Y'all set the tone. I mean, to act it's like diff I mean, it's different. When the family is doing it, you know, but then I mean, the yeah, but they set the tone. It, they set the tone for the guests. I'm to just act. saying. The, the in-house guests. Mm -hmm. Now, if Chris had to do it that without any warrant, then yeah, I'd be like, you wilding. But the rest of y'all was doing it. It's cool when you do it, mm -hmm. but it's a problem when I do it. That's crazy. <laughs> I because I, I was just like, well, I guess we there. I mean, now. I guess I mean, this is what we doing. No. So Brandon's family when his mama was getting married and they were doing the whole bachelorette party and doing all that stuff and his aunties was talking about all the little the freaky stuff i was sitting there like 
Who said Jay had you had to be talking about their nephew? You could have been talking about somebody else. Magic. I wasn't business. talking about nobody. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nothing. I was just like, whatever. Okay. Head nod. Whatever. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm the innocent one. Y'all gonna be, be looking at me like I'm nice. He is girl. I'm still nice. Just know. Them southern women be scary. I don't know what you're talking about. Guess what? Leave us alone. I'm not scared. <laughs> Do with that information what you will. After dinner, Rose goes on about how her family is being rude and weird, stating that they're no different than that cop they met earlier. Chris tells her this is exactly what he was talking about. But, you know, although he is uncomfortable, this is the best case scenario to be in. So that night, Chris is unable to sleep, still thinking about that deer, and he goes outside to have a smoke. Having a moment of silence, it's interrupted when Walter runs straight for Chris, but turns off before reaching him. As Chris Chris braces himself, he sees Georgina standing and staring at her reflection in the window. The get out challenge, y'all. The get out challenge. Oh my God. This is like prime. This is like when social media was like fun. Instagram was still fun. Instagram, you know. I remember, I don't think I ever, I never posted the Get Out Challenge, but I remember doing it with people just be like, let's do it real quick. Y'all ever do it? Nah, we ain't do it. Mm-mm. But my little brother, Christian, we were walking, it was the last cruise we went on in the family. We were walking down the hallway and all of a sudden he's just like, we're walking, he's going like this. And he like turns to go towards the elevator real fast. And I'm like, nigga, who's watching? <laughs> it's just like everybody doing the bird box challenge that little po baby that ran into the wall but walter's a weirdo walter georgina when georgina scurried past i just wish they wouldn't have did that music sting i just wish they would have let it go and she just we just seen it if we seen it if we didn't we didn't maybe it's something for later another watch but I like the way he did Walter when he described like I'll talk about it later when he described how to kill him. Oh, same. I, like, I think yes, I love that too. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, but my man's Chris. He can't even smoke, so he heads inside where Missy stops him and invites him into her office and pressures him into a hypnotherapy session to cure his smoking addiction. By the time Chris realizes what's happening, Missy has already begun putting him in a trance. He goes on unwillingly expressing his guilt over his mother's death in a hit-and-run accident when he was a child. And as Chris scratches the bedpost in his childhood room, adult Chris scratches at the arm of the chair in in Missy's office, feeling paralyzed. With Missy's words, Chris sinks into the void called the sunken place. Missy leans into Chris and closes his eyes one by one as he remains screaming silently or mute in the sunken place until he wakes up the next morning. He assumes that the encounter was a dream until he sees Georgina investigating a scar under her wig and then Walter acknowledging the brief encounter last night between him and Missy after apologizing for spooking him last night. Before we go back... Brittany, let's get this off our chest now. Jordan Peele, one thing about him, he can direct. I would have been perfect at that shit. He told him to act like you have a secret you want to tell people, but you can't. 
and it's that giddy mm-hmm. excitement like, like, Ooh, you, a secret. like I, I know this and you don't know it but I want to tell you about it but yes. I can't like so I'm, I'm just a, sitting on this info and I want to spill the tea so bad but I just can I'm a hit about it every time we talk and I'm like maybe you'll get it maybe you'll mm-hmm. get it maybe you'll feed into it he was I like I might oh. drop some little hints here and there just to put you on note maybe you'll put it together maybe you don't <laughs> also while we at it while he's talking about Rose, it's just like one of a kind, top of the line, a real dog one keeper. Fucking weirdo. Like, here's the thing. Let's just talk about this now. The way we know that Rose is luring these people in here, y'all just happy that everybody in this house been inside this girl. We cool with- okay. It's giving doorknob. I just like the fact that they use their daughter as bait. Mm-hmm. Because Jeremy too fucking rough. Y'all see what he be doing? No, he, he do gonna, too much. He's gonna he gonna batter the merchandise. But I'm like, y'all, this is this is disgusting. Mm-hmm. You groomed your daughter to make herself into bait. Yeah, basically. And then, like, I don't know if this has happened yet, but if we might have passed it. We learned that Rose actually be getting hypnotized too. So that also raises a question. It's, I do like that they deleted the scene, but it also raises the question, like, is this the case the whole time? Or like Brittany said, nah, bitch, you really like this you. This really you. I think it's her, but I think they try to remove Same. the emotional strain from her because mm-hmm. it's all about protecting privilege when it comes yeah. to Yeah. Mm-hmm. All day, every day. And so you don't want any implications for your actions. There, there right. should never be any consequences. And the Which is that- also why he took it out. Because he was like, if I tell y'all that she be getting hypnotized, y'all probably going to automatically think she got something to do with it. And I don't want y'all to think nothing like that at all. So yeah, no, I'm on with what you're saying. No, they need to take it out because you don't need to sympathize the aggressor. That too. <laughs> you don't need to give us any, oh, I should feel bad. No, fuck you. No, no, really, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I can acknowledge the shit that was done to you was wrong, but you're fucking worse. Well, let's go back. Let's rewind. Speaking of fuck you, Missy, fuck you too, girl, because you did not need to do that. Was intrusive. That was a violation. That poor That's baby. My kid. That's my kid. You know who the fuck care? I'm somebody's child. Exa- Your child is a. They don't adult. care about that. They care about not damaging the merchandise. You'd be less worth less money if you're a smoker that's less years that the white people can inhabit that man body damage been done mm. it's too late at this point he been smoking okay honestly i've been doing this before you met me shoddy i might be doing it next week <sighs> Poor thing. but no just the acting between missy and chris just that whole back and forth is she really sat in that chair twirling that silver privileged spoon Getting into this man's mind with her white lies, her white, <laughs> woo, poor Chris. And the whole time, the thing about it, that whole scene is just very scary to me. When he's sitting there, and you know he's not there, but he's in there somewhere. We just can't get to him, and he's so far away. You're just—he's really sitting at a drive-in theater in his mind. 
That morning, Chris tells Rose about his experience, describing the dream of the sunken place. And, you know, she apologizes for it. And he then asks about Walter. Chris thinks that, you know, Walter might like Rose or something. And Rose turns this into a joke, which kind of does the conversation. Right on call, dozens of Black luxury cars with wealthy white people, some wearing red, a lot of them wearing red, arrive for the Armitage's annual get-together, where Walter is seen greeting the guests as they get out the car, like hugging greeting them. Hmm. Out of character for a groundskeeper, but I digress. The guests express deep admiration for Chris's look and physique to the point where Rose is shooting dirty looks at each of the guests' encounter. Chris, overwhelmed, escapes to take a few photos around the party and spots another Black person there, Logan King, who behaves strangely and is married to a much older white woman. After Logan meets Chris Dapp with a handshake, weird, he stumbles upon Jim Hudson, a blind art dealer who takes a particular interest in Chris's photography skills. Chris, who just happens to know who Jim Hudson is, goes ahead and sits around so they can chat. And Jim tells Chris how he became blind and goes on to say, life can be a sick joke. One day you're developing prints in the dark room and the next day you wake up in a dark room. As Chris leaves upstairs to go to Rose's room, the party guests suddenly fall silent as if they're listening to Chris and his moves. That was a creepy as fuck shot. To see him mm -hmm. go up to the stairs and everybody's talking, but the moment his foot hit that damn line of He air, wasn't even all the way upstairs. Like, as soon as he hit them steps, as soon as that shit happens, they look, mm -hmm. and it gets silent. So I'm like, y'all, I know he noticed that it just got quiet. He couldn't have missed mm -hmm. that. He didn't have no AirPods in. Right. So there was a deleted scene right before this of Chris, Rose, Jeremy, and another party guest playing badminton. And what ends up happening is like all the party guests, they start gathering around and they're just like watching Chris and like ogling him or whatever. So they cut it. But I say that to say Jordan had told all the party guests to act like bloodthirsty vampires and you're just hungry. So just keep watching him and doing stuff. And I say that to say, when Chris sees Logan the first time, like at the table, like getting the horsey derbies, I know they're hors d'oeuvres, guys. It's an inside joke. We say horsey derbies, don't come for me. But when he's over there doing that, there's a lady just watching Chris like out the corner. She's just like watching him like this. And then you just see her turn her head. It's very creepy. Like when you rewatch this and you just notice all the other stuff that's yeah. going on in the background. Because when I first watched this I knew that this was a weird party like the shit was mad weird yeah. but now knowing like they're they sizing him up for all sizing, different reasons right uh -huh. like the guy who asked to see his form is because he wanted to him. know whether or not <laughs> to bid on him mm -hmm. or like the lady that's filling up on his muscles while her husband got the oxygen tank on and just watching because she wants to know if sex is better with the black man and she was like, she was outright with it she did not like is it true Right. Is and it I feel like and I feel like it was wild because like Rose Rose looked pissed, mm -hmm. but not like pissed like she's offended, like pissed like okay, y'all because y'all being hot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's even a deleted scene about that. When we get to the guy, I think his name is like Rutherford Craven or something like that. I don't know. When he says, Now the pendulum has swung, black is in fashion. There's a deleted scene of her like telling him off, but they cut it off. And I'm, once again, I'm glad they did because it would have been doing too much. 
but um not Logan twirling for the girls. Like they're literally looking at the surgery like it's a BBL and they're looking at the results. Like that shit is just whoo. Like they know the person in there. But they're just admiring Andre's new like, guys, can you a new it? body. Like can you believe this it? is not what Nicki Minaj meant when she said new body. Brand new. Brand new spanking. Uh, he really was a sex slave. Okay. No, for real. Oh, we I'ma come back to that. Chris finds his phone unplugged again, because I ain't mentioned it before, but his phone been unplugged, y'all. He has not been getting no fucking juice. And figures it's Georgina unplugging his phone accidentally, draining the battery because she secretly hates that he's dating Rose. It's a thing, y'all. Like, when we see Black men dating white women, we be like, no, sir. But also, I would never leave my phone unattended in an unfamiliar place. Like, no. I mean, it didn't get no charge overnight. When he gonna charge it? He ain't had no time. Like, he gonna have to literally sit with his phone. Why wasn't charged. it charged under night, overnight? Because he got unplugged, remember? They unplugged it. Yeah, Who unplugged? He fucking a bag. Remember when he it. woke up? Bro, it had to be Missy, Jeremy, whoever carried him. But we don't know how he got back in the bed. Nobody mm -hmm. knows how he got back in the bed. Remember when he woke up? That's when it was first unplugged. Mm -mm. I was sat in the phone in my mm -hmm. room while I charged up. I was playing fucking yeah. homescapes while I was in there. I'd have been right Shut up. Playing a goddamn <laughs> game. Let me tell you. No, no, no. Time out. Because homescapes piss me off. Because y'all not going to have these ads, all the fun games while I'm pulling the levers and choosing all these poses and stuff. And the game is a fucking match four game. Why would you yeah. do that? And they I... started adding the other games in there. But you got to watch all these ads. You got to mm -hmm. jump all through all these hoops and stuff. No. Yeah, they have I, made the games where you can just play those, but they be kind of pee pee. No, yeah, <sighs> I remember when I first started seeing those ads, and I did download Homescapes, and I saw that it was the matching shit. I deleted it. Yeah, because why would you do that? Yeah, because it wasn't to choose a little shit to help save them or no shit. Okay, like, that's that's homescapes. the game I want to play. That right. was all the other things, but Homescape is oh, irritating. Game. Yes, the house. it's like you renovating the Fuck house, renovating but you gotta match. I don't, don't want to no. do that. If I wanted to do that, I would play at home design, right. which I do. Well, but no, I like, I like homescapes. So I like the. I know you was laying in the bed in Panama playing homescapes while we was freaking out, doing what I life. <laughs> I feel like y'all, y'all figure that shit out and play the game. But again, Rose cannot relate to this whole black women not liking seeing black men with white girls. Because girl, we get it. You's out the, you out at the club. We get it. Anyway, Chris calls his friend Rod. I didn't have to say that. I don't know why I said that. I said that already. Chris calls Rod about the strange behavior and reveals that he was hypnotized last night. But um, it did work. He did stop smoking. Rod goes into a theory frenzy on how they could have had him doing any fucking thing and he would never know. Better yet, you know, white people love making people sex slaves and that very well could have been him. Rod continues connecting the dots for Chris, pointing out that all the black people are probably acting weird because they probably fucking hypnotized. I don't care if she is a Zon. No, I don't care if she's a Yonla. She can't fix my motherfucking life. A word, right? Rod is just connecting all the dots, making everything make sense. And Chris, it's like, okay, this is the one time where I would argue Chris was kind of being naive. Chris has been smart up until this part. Because when he was like, the hypnosis did work. Who the fuck? Breaks the fourth wall. Well, I mean, he didn't. Missy kind of did that. Like, she violated. She really violated Oh, I know him. she violated. But no, I'm not going to try to lessen the blow. Like, I'm, I'm saying who the fuck's okay with this? Like, I'm not going to. 
if you've done something to me that I feel is a violation, I'm not going to try Okay, to bitch, because if you hypnotize me and I'm not doing the libations that I like, I'm going to be a little pissed. I'm talking about it It did work. Uh, It's your choice, What no matter the problems it does to your body. If mm-hmm. you like it, that's on you. You can't make anybody stop. You can give them incentives not to, but when you remove their choice entirely, and I'm talking about the no smoking buildings, that's the health of mm-hmm. others. But when you're talking like you're actually making someone not do something for a benefit other than their own and it's not affecting anybody else, you got problems. Speaking of problems, um, Rod bringing up Jeffrey Dahmer. I hate to say this, but it aged pretty well because the y'all y'all know what I'm trying to say. But Rod wasn't wrong. After the call, Georgina rose up on Chris to apologize, promising that there was no funny business going on. It was an accident. While she was cleaning, she bumped the phone and it became unplugged and she didn't want to mess things up. So she left it that way. How hard did you fucking bump the phone, sis? No answer? Okay. Didn't think so. Um, Chris says it's fine. He wasn't trying to snitch and Georgina confused. And Chris says, rat you out. Oh, tattletale. Who's still saying that besides three-year-olds, man? (laughs) But Georgina goes on to say she answers to no one. When Chris says being around a bunch of white people makes him nervous, Georgina begins to struggle between tears and laughter, saying no about 15 good times, that that's not her experience, and quickly dashes out the door. Chris agrees with all of us. This bitch is crazy. Man, she's standing there crying like that. She's trying to keep the real girl down. Okay, I told you they fighting for their life up in there between that body. They trying to, Georgina is literally trying to get out of this body. Like, mm -mm. That was some shit. Also, did y'all notice, like, whenever the camera looks at Chris, there's a poster on the wall that says Chris is dead. Just right next to his head. You know, that reminds no, me of that game that I just got finished playing. Y'all, I, I'd recommend this game, but um, you will cry because I did. Mm-hmm. And if you're dumb, judging you. But it's um Little Misfortune because it starts off the game. Literally, it's how the game starts by telling mm-hmm. you that at the, at the end of the game, Little Misfortune going to die. Mm-hmm. And that, that just same fucking vibe. Damn, they just said, let me just stab you right now and let you know that this is going to happen. Don't get attached or do. Do your thing. It told you. Right. (laughs) Chris heads back outside, but is ambushed by Dean trying to introduce him to more guests. The only Japanese guest there takes this as a chance to ask Chris if his experience as an African-American male has given him an advantage or disadvantage. Chris spots Logan and lobs the question to him, and Logan is fumbling for an answer. At this point, Chris tries to take a picture of Logan, you know, on the low. But of course, his flash goes off. Logan's eyes immediately get cloudy and then come back to focus. And Logan is hysterically screaming and shouting to Chris, get out. Others restrain him. And Dean claims that Logan had a seizure, you know, because of the flash and all that shit. And he was drinking alcohol. So, you know, it just was not a good time for him. Let's talk about it. Logan is such a creepy character. When he comes back out to apologize, it literally, it was giving me dead silence Mary Shaw vibes because what was her name? Philandra, Philandra, whatever the white lady name was, did not leave his side because she knew that that man was not black on the inside. She knew that this interaction could fuck up the money 
and just uh-uh that's why she was trying to be so quick to brush him away to the other people that was trying to meet him but then y'all know what else is scary when you think about logan's meltdown it's different layers like you can look at it as andre telling the white man logan to get out you can look at it as andre trying to tell chris to get out when you just think about that freak out as a whole it's so multi-layered about how you can it was creepy yeah. yeah it was creepy i remember when that first happened i was like what well, am mm-hmm. motherfucker grab me and the only thing they can tell me is get out mm-hmm I believe it. Especially because he's like, get the I, fuck out of here. That's the last thing he says because he knows, like... Because he knew they were going to grab him. Like, mm-hmm. he knew that they were going to get him. And when you see other folks in trouble that are our kind, you you be trying to tell them. Just like we have the unspoken rule that is pretty spoken all the time, honestly, that if you see a nigga running, you run. You or like when him. you knew at work, like, you already know that you got to hit them to all the people they got to watch out for. Even the ones like us, like, you got to. After you make sure it ain't one of them. Okay, yeah, you got to fill them out first before you spill that tea. But y'all get the vibe. make sure they're not a blue falcon and they try to to get ahead. But once that shit happens, you know. And it's like, damn, with your last little point of consciousness, you knew you needed to get this other person out. Mm -hmm. The other one of us. Side note, she was fucking the hell out of that man. Okay. Because he was talking about, yeah, all I got is- I haven't left the house. Haven't had no need and focusing on my tours. Yeah, your Jesus. tours, right? Okay. Y'all looking a little, little close here. Y'all been fucking. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like it was giving Mary Shaw and Billy vibes because even the way Logan was moving, he was literally moving like an animatronic Chucky character. And it just, the way he's dressed, like Lakeith Stanfield ate this role because he has to play literally two people at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like I could. I can't imagine what that internal struggle could be like. So for him to be able to portray that on screen like that. And Lakeith Stanfield himself, I know he ain't shit as a person, but I'm going to keep that to myself Um, because I have other feelings too. But as an actor, he's a very good actor because he's very diverse. He has a lot going on. Away from the party, Chris knows that that was not a seizure, or at least not an epileptic one. And he tells Rose that he felt like he knew Logan, like the guy who attacked him, not actually Logan. Chris explains that the hypnosis must have gone wrong because he thinks all of this shit that he doesn't want to be thinking. And you know what? He really just wants to leave. And that's with or without Rose. So don't ask no stupid questions. Chris revisits his mom's accident, saying that she actually survived the initial hit and was left bleeding out all alone while he was watching TV for like two, three hours. But if he had gotten up and said something, maybe he could have saved her. Meanwhile, Dean is back in the backyard holding a full-ass auction with a photo of Chris, which Hudson wins, and Jeremy looks pissed about it. That is a moment to be alive to see that shit hit the fan. Because you know shit's wrong. You know shit ain't right. But you like, okay. And the way he did it too, like just having to slowly peel out. Because I remember seeing that in the commercial. And I was like, is that a funeral? Like, are they about to kill? Like, what's happening here? But. When you see that picture, mm-hmm. it's no more of a, it's no longer a question of what the fuck. They're being also, like. I want to know, wait, wait. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'll just answer my own question. I was about to say, are all the people who have on red 
actually potential buyers. But I don't think Jim Hudson had on red. No, he had on black. Yeah, he just had on black. Okay, never mind. So that debunks that. So I was looking at them pictures, right? Mm -hmm. Bruh. Walter looked so different with facial hair. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. so even, But it's a good- Beard fishing. Beard fishing. It's a good point that you bring that up because think about the first time when we see Andre when the movie opens, he has facial hair and they shave it off. Right. I know that. But I'm just saying the stark comparison to mm. how Walter looked with facial hair. That's all boys facial though. Hair. I know. But I'm like, their clean club made you look scary as shit. Yeah, I can see it. Rose was gay for pay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've seen that. I didn't peep that the first time. Rose and Chris arrive back to the house as the last guests are leaving and Jeremy strums away on the ukulele. While Chris packs to leave, he sends a picture of Logan to Rod, who immediately recognizes Logan as Andre Hayward, a missing man that's been missing for about six months because, you know, all Black people know each other, of course. When Chris's phone dies mid-conversation, Rod immediately starts investigating. See, Rod be on it. Rod knew what was happening. Chris rushes Rose to leave and sees that the tiny door he'd seen earlier in her room is wide open. Inside, he finds photos of Rose and prior relationships with Black people, including Walter and Georgina, contradicting her claim that Chris is her first Black boyfriend. So he plays it cool, offering to take the bags to put them in the trunk so he could secretly dip out and just go. But Rose starts fumbling, looking for the keys. Downstairs, the Armitage family closes in on Chris as Dean questions Chris about his life's purpose. At this point, Chris is losing control. And Rose, or Roro, finally admits that she had the keys the entire time. And you know I can't give you these keys, babe. Chris, taking the massive L, attacks Jeremy, but Missy uses the trigger, the three-clink of the teacup, and knocks Chris out into the sunken place. Chris can only watch as Dean and Jeremy carry him away, and Roro leans in and says, you are one of my favorites. Did you see him drop? Missy was over it. She be tired of this shit, I can tell. She done did, they done did this hella times, cause, <sighs> child, poor Chris, that L. Rose the Keats. The way he fell. Is always like, what the hell? <laughs> and I also hate that fake w- white woman cry. And I don't know what's going on. What's happening? Girl. I don't know. <laughs> That's how they be crying, though. That is their cry. I just would have proceeded to go outside. I just, as soon as said, soon as she said the lie about my dog, I'd have been like, okay, I'm about to be out here while you get the keys. At that point, I probably would just have to start walking. Oh no, I would have emptied her back out in the room. Stop playing Let me help you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's lost in the back. Hold on, I can solve this. Turn that bitch upside down and went out the window. But also, I do want to say the music here, immaculate, because it changes so often. Every time the camera goes to Jeremy, it's like this erratic, like scary ass music. When it's on Chris, it's a little calm, but it starts to get a little more tense. When it's on Rose, it's like, it's still because that kind Jeremy of. Jeremy is coked out. <laughs> All the time. Care- Jeremy is pissed because he didn't win the bid. But I also agree, yes, he is on drugs. But he's also very pissed. So, you know, he loses off the goose. Don't get him started because he's ready to set this bitch off Blue style. 
As Flight 237 is being paged, Rod just at this point, he like, you know what? Let me call this dude. He calls Chris, but only gets his voicemail. And he even goes to Chris's house and see that he hasn't touched down yet and still is not answering his phone. Rod waits around with Sid, his dog, for a little bit, but, you know, immediately starts investigating on Andre, learning that he's been marked missing for six months. But that can't be true. He just saw the picture of Andre in these weird ass clothes. So he's like, yo, I got to take this to the police. But the police ain't shit because nobody believes him. Also, I just want to point out, because I said this earlier, but just in case for you people that like to skip around on our episodes, shame on you. Jordan Peele is the voice of the little um, United Negro Fund commercial. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. It's also the one that we hear in a commercial just repeating over and over and over. Also, Erica Alexander looks good. She always looks good. She really did. Mm-hmm. But also, I do got to say, I was hoping that when Rob was like, Rose is his white girlfriend, that her antennas would go off. They did not. I was a little disappointed. Chris awakens strapped to a chair in the basement as a mounted buck watches him creepily. The TV cuts on and a video presentation of Rose's grandfather, Roman, explains what the coagula is. Behold the coagula. The family transplants their brains into other bodies, granting them their preferred physical characteristics and a twisted form of immortality. The video concludes with the teacup appearing on screen, taking Chris under again. Bitch, don't have me in this fucking family game basement with some foosball tables, some darts, some bocce balls and shit showing me this. What bothered me about this was like, why you got that on FTV? It was meant to freak us out. That's why. The traditional value. Why wouldn't they? Right. <laughs> why wouldn't they have that old ass TV? When you think of like, oh. That's the TV that you could turn the dial and it turned purple and green. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember doing that on TVs? It's supposed to give you that. I feel like it's supposed to elicit that quaint, homey feeling, like something like it's not right, but it's supposed to be right. Like it's just mm-hmm. kind of placed there because you're in a time capsule. You're literally in purgatory. Yeah, they're about to yank this your point. ass out of this. Damn, that is purgatory. Ooh, uh, okay. Since no one believes Rod, he calls Rose to see if she knows anything, but good old Ro-Ro started playing stupid, talking about Chris got all paranoid and freaked out and left in a cab. Rod says, what cab company did he leave in? Which Ro-Ro starts to fumble her role. She ain't playing her role no more. Excited, Rod mutes the phone, knowing his TSA senses are tingling and that bitch telling lies. But when he sets up to record her, she pulls herself together and pulls a Uno reverse and ends up rec- and end up accusing Rod of wanting to fuck her. Mind you, she's doing all of this in front of her family. Flabbergasted, Rod hangs up and his suspicions are confirmed and he goes into go mode. Rod, why did you hit the mute button? Because you had her right there. You had her fumbling. I just would have pressed the record button. I just would have got this stuff. She just would have heard me. I don't care. You should have pressed record when you first called, actually. So Rod, this is a little bit funny to me because he's talking about some magic not real. Magic is real, nigga. But um, he was half right with his little theory, though. Like he I was, was. It was like you was almost there. You was almost there. But how could he have called an Uber, Rose, if he left his phone? That is true. That is true. 
Chris self-consciously scratches the arm of the chair, ripping the leather and exposing the cotton. And at this point, the TV cuts back on, this time with Hudson on the screen, completely bald, telling Chris about the process and how the host, Chris, consciousness will remain in the sunken place, conscious but powerless. Although the Armitage's, although the Armitage family targets mainly Black people, Hudson reveals that he can give a shit what Chris is. He really just wants his sight and his eye for photography skills. Missy's teacup appears on the TV screen again, performing hypnosis, seemingly knocking Chris out. I felt so bad when he was like, why black people? Because honestly, at this point, because this is when all that wild shit was going on. Y'all got to understand, Get Out came at the wildest time and people actually was trying to get the shit pulled from the theaters i know we ain't talk about that earlier but wake that up real quick people were like outraged that we had the audacity to put something like this out when y'all make us go through this shit all the time all the uncomfortable ass conversations mm -hmm. and y'all be acting like oh you want to talk about black culture like y'all my supervisor be trying to use our terminology and I just be sitting there blinking, and it's so uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I can't tell him what the fuck wrong with you. Like I'm not in—I I am not in position to say that because I will get fired mm -hmm. because I have no filter. So I have to sit there and just continuously blink. Like, what are you looking at, motherfucker? What the fuck are you talking about, bougie coffee, bougie, bougie, <laughs> derivative of bourgeoisie? That's what right. you're hitting me with. Is this what you're doing right now? some bougie is are you using it right yes please use it more often all the fucking time describe coffee just like that because it's, it's it, i just want you to shame yourself because how mm -hmm. the fuck are you gonna do this and he like to use suspect mm, he be saying sus yeah he said i be and i have to stop myself like you ain't playing among us right don't nobody walk around and be like mm, that's sus no 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 office said me ain't saying that no, you do not. You not of the culture talking about he got it from his kids. You might want to talk. A likely too. story, Stephen. Anyway, as Dean starts the procedure, Jeremy goes to fetch Chris before the surgery, but Chris is able to bludgeon Jeremy unconscious with a bocce ball, having blocked the hypnosis by plugging his ears with cotton that he pulled from the chair. He impales Dean through the throat with a pair of deer antlers from that mounted one on the wall, causing Dean to knock over a candle, setting fire to the operating room with Hudson inside. So time out. I don't know. And this is a spoiler for the movie Nope. I don't know if this is true. I just came to this on my own. The umbrellas where Hudson head goes into and the one where Chris's head would eventually go into if we made it that far. They look like Jean Jacket's mouth. I just wanted to throw that out there just in case anybody else was feeling that too. Um, I know like a lot of times, obviously Note came out years later, but you know, I mean, we could take it as a reverse Easter egg or y'all could just say, cut it out, AJ, but whatever. He also didn't even have nails for real. So how do you even date so deep in the couch? But I digress, I guess. Okay. I mean, you scratching it that hard. Thank you. I mean, I guess if you're doing it over and over again, eventually you're going to wear it down. Like if I, well, okay, I have nails. But BJ, if he started like just picking at this, like I can imagine like the arm of this leather gaming chair. I hope he does not do that because 
This is kind of expensive. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good Christmas gift. I mean, shoot. But anyway, what I'm saying is, we know it's his, like, anxious tick. So, I can just imagine he was probably really in a state of, <laughs> you know, it ain't take too long for that to happen. Chris encounters Georgina's weird ass in the kitchen as she scurries along, leaving her little knitting creation, runs into Missy in her office, who tries to grab the trigger teacup, but Chris smashes it. She stabs him through the hand, but instead gets stabbed in the eye by Chris. Chris is then attacked by Jeremy while he's trying to exit through the door. Jeremy has him trying to put him in a sleeper hold, but Chris is able to outsmart Jeremy by constantly reaching for the door, knowing Jeremy is going to try to kick it closed. The next time Jeremy kicks it closed, Chris stabs Jeremy in the leg and ultimately stumps his head out before leaving in Jeremy's white Porsche. As Chris calls the police, he accidentally hit Georgina. Well, actually, Georgina ran into the fucking car like a wild banshee, like the deer in the beginning, but whatever. Remembering Chris's mother's death, he carries Georgina into the car, even though he kind of didn't want to, but he did it anyway. I like how when Chris is stumping Jeremy's head out, that the camera like shakes. Because I felt that. I felt like we all felt that moment. Bruh. She really did stab him in the hand and that shit went through. And he ate that hand. shit. He ate and that he shit. Uh-huh. And turned it around and fucked her up. She was like, oh. <laughs> You, Jesus. you had to in that moment that was you you gotta fight for your life and we were cheering and like this whole i feel like this whole scene it was in the theater it was just filled with a bunch of like nail biting but also cheers yeah. like you just heard like we were all stressed meanwhile you know not fucking stressed rose rose is in so her, put room. her motherfucking pictures back up on the wall quickly just moved on. Like, if moved on with stand, if stand up was a person, it's Roro. Okay. Roro was in her room scouting her next victim in the NCAA while eating milk and cereal, literally separated. We talked about this earlier. But anyway, she hears the car crash that ends up killing Georgina. Ma'am, let me tell y'all about this car crash. Chris is getting away in a getaway car. Georgina freaks out, you stand my house. Y'all know white women and they uh, Martha Stewart Holmes. They ain't going no, to that shit. I'm, I'm mad because I understand why he was getting away and he stopped to pick her up after mm -hmm. he hit her because mm -hmm. of his mom. Mm -hmm. So yes, trauma. I get that. Mm -hmm. But I would left her bitch ass there. She was being fucking you know weird the whole entire time. Like, no. Okay, well, okay. Well, we, we know why she was being weird. But I'm I, saying like, you still know what's in there though. You that's know what I'm what's in there. Like, that's if, what I'm saying. If he had a, if he had a, a um, flashed her, then put her in the car. I'd have been like, okay, that's smart. But that's not what we did here. That's no, not the right. We just we put her ass in the car. Roro comes out toting that thing as Walter Grandpa, get him, Grandpa, chases Chris down. Chris uses the flash from his phone to neutralize Roman, allowing Walter to regain control of his body. Walter takes Roro's rifle, shooting her in the stomach and then shooting himself in the chin through the head, killing both him and Roman. Old girl tries to use her white girl tears and I love yous before Chris begins to strangle her. But he stops because this crazy bitch is enjoying the fact knowing that if Chris actually does choke her out, 
he's definitely going down. So Chris is like, you know what? I do not need those problems. But you know what? Those cherries and berries start glowing off his face. And at this point, everybody in the theater was like, oh, shit. We just knew what was going to fucking happen. The whole mood was killed. We knew that it was going to be fucking over for Chris. They was going to throw the fucking book at him. But guess what? The door opens. We see TSA on the side of the door. And good old Rod comes out the theater. And it was a fucking party in the theater, y'all. I couldn't take it. I was so happy. I was so fucking happy for this ending. So I get why you know um walter killed himself Mm -hmm. it sucks that he killed himself but i i understand why he did it because i mean like you're gonna be fucked up even if you do get saved you still gonna be fucked up from that because how many how long were you living mm -hmm. with that white man in your body like yes because andre was six probably done and the things that you've seen Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah you just gotta end it and sadly enough there's no saving any of them it's yeah reversible damage because that person is still controlling because the majority of their brain is in their body even if they can mm-hmm. come for a second they're not always gonna be out so they can mm-hmm. go to whatever they send them they're gonna be essentially in purgatory for the couple minutes they can get themselves free yeah but they can figure it out their only savior unfortunately is death yeah yeah Fucking Rose is fucking weirdo. Fucking smiling like cracking. Bruh, that shit was scary because that smile, like, I don't know if they did anything to enhance it, but that smile was like, it was big. I wasn't liking it. And it it was so subtle. Like, oh, girl, bitch is crazy. Anyway. Chris stumbles to the car. And you know, good old Rod. Man, I told you not to go in the house. I just want to point out, um, I've been holding this in. Rod is Britney. Rod is fucking Britney. <laughs> That's a, like, when I first watched the movie, I was like, Britney would do that shit. That's like, that's just Britney. Britney is literally Rod. Rod is Britney. Britney in short, you're a good black bestie. <laughs> I, I, can, I, can, I see this for you. <laughs> I literally see this for you. I would come get y'all. Would I cuss y'all slap the fuck out after I don't got y'all? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would I have killed that white bitch on the ground? I'd have been like, hold on one second before we go. I got to finish. Oh, so you would have been Molly too. <laughs> I, I would have killed her. No, we not doing this. We not going to let the bitch live. I'm, we going to leave, but she got to go. She going to come back for us. Mm-hmm. And her whole bloodline, because I forgot what the fuck it was. Oh, if y'all watch Harley, um, the Harley Quinn show, like that motherfucking mm-hmm. Queen of Fable said, you kill the bloodline period well they did now how is rod going to explain the blood in his seats when he go back to work you can get that out you know that's some good upholstery cleaner that cleans all that I'm out saying. that's all you gotta do um shit are they gonna check no in the I- mileage because you know sometimes some jobs be like having to figure make you input your mileage and stuff when you be driving and see the worst part about it is well by the way um rose is left on the side of the road with a bullet hole dying um yes the thing about it is dean knocked over that candle and i'm pretty sure he did that shit on purpose he knew what he was doing 
and everything is burning down. So there's literally no evidence. The only thing they're going to find is a burnt down house. They probably will find the remains of the family in the house. I don't know what else they're going to find. And of course, they're going to find um, Rose, a crash car, yeah, Walter. Georgina, Walter, and Rose. So who, and like I said, that cop never took Chris's ID. He might remember him being there and that might not even be good. And might as well say this now. Everybody knows that there was an alternate ending where it actually was the police. Chris got life in jail and that was that. But Jordan was like, damn. Cause I think Jordan was going to do it, but he was like, like I said earlier, it was too wild. Like niggas was getting shot back to back and nah. There was the, the alternate ending where he actually ended up in a white gated community and Rod was still looking for him and found him. Shut up. I have never seen that. Shut up. No, it's not. Where you see that at? Because that was not on my DVD. And if it was, I just no, ain't pay not. attention. Where is that at? No. Wait, hold on for a second. Leave it was me. written or like a video. Like, you seen this? No, it was written. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like no. Like a potential alternate. Ending. Okay, got it. Got not it, like got legit. Got you know so like I mean? separate wives. Yes. Which also, we didn't say this earlier, but um, he did base this off separate wives and Rosemary's baby. Yes, he did. Ratings. Get Out received a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an 85% on Metacritic, and 85% of Google users like this movie. What do you guys think of Jordan Peele's Get Out? To miss this movie is to miss out. You have to watch this movie. You have to love this movie. All the little problems and tidbits, I get it. But honestly, it's the message. Mm -hmm. And the message is prevalent every single day. When yeah. folks peep that colorblind shit, it's a lie. Get the fuck out. Get out. Get the fuck out! And so for that, I'm gonna have to get his 98 fucking tickets. Ooh. My highest movie ever. Finally, we thought it was gonna be in the 50s. Not this movie, but you know, we joked about your high score being... <laughs> Yeah, because they wasn't very high. I even gave this higher than Jennifer's body. Okay, so John A, real quick before John A gives her rating, the alternate ending, like we said, is like a Stepford Wives ending, but the creepy part about it is um, right before, when we get to Chris breaking out, but right before he breaks out, he meets some type of final test to where we don't know how it ends. He goes on to say, oh, shit, no, never mind. I see what I'm reading, okay. So how it ends is um, we cut to Rod a couple of months later, breaking into a gated community, going down the main street and seeing Chris just looking into the reflection of a window. He goes, Chris, I've been looking for you. Are you okay? And Chris turns to him and goes, I assure you, I don't know what you're talking about. This ending was contemplated by Peel, was ultimately rejected and never filmed due to its extremely ambiguous and bleak nature. First of all, that would have ate because you know Daniel Kalua is British. So he really could have just did that in his British accent. And that would have ate so much. Oh my, I just wish they would have at least taped it so I could see it. No, I would have cried. Because that would have gave me chills. And yes, I would have, oh my God, I got goosebumps right now. Oh, okay. All right, y'all. So I thoroughly enjoyed this movie when it first came out. Um... Like I said earlier, would I watch it ever again? 
Probably maybe. not. Not because I, well, maybe. Not just not like, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. But not because I hate it, you know, right. it's just, it's just, it's heavy. yeah, you know, I do want a sequel though. And I understand that Jordan Peele doesn't want to do a sequel if it's just like for the sake of doing a sequel, like a mm -hmm. cash grab. Like he has been asked about it and he's like, you know, it got to make sense, you know? Right. And right. I understand that, but I would like I to respect that. <laughs> I respect that too, but I would like to see it from the standpoint of not anybody else getting snatched, but like Rod and Chris trying to like break down the coagula and like seeing like all the other people that have been body mm. snatched, you know, something like that. Like telling the stories. Yeah. Like I would like to just see like everybody in those photos. Like they could do like a low key like an anthology series of just those people that get snatched. Like like how did you get snatched? What like, was your yeah. process? Like what are happened still... to Andre after he got choked out? Right. Like are you still in there? Like what is what is life did like? Did it not for go you? successfully at all? And it was just a wasted body, like shit like that. Like that would be a dope. Like idea. what's the backstory? Lucky of the coagula? Like how did we get here? What's the coagula? Like give me the coagula. Mm hmm. Sounds weird, like a disease, but I would like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but I give this movie 95 tickets. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I'm not going to hold y'all. Like, this was a lot of fun to come back to. Um, y'all know me. I love going down rabbit holes. I had a lot of fun doing research for this show. I had hella fun talking to y'all about the show. Um, and yeah, like this movie is going to eat every time you watch it. Like it's not going to age badly. It's, it's something you can always get something different out each time you watch it. And y'all know I'm a sucker for that. So I ain't going to beat around the bush, bitch. I'm giving this a hundred tickets. Have I given anything else a hundred? I probably did. Y'all know how I am. I'm pretty easy around these parts. Nope. This is my first 100 of the season and happy black history month. Um, if you're not black and you know someone who is black, cash at them. Um, don't be a toxic white liberal. Don't be faking the funk. Um, send us money. Yeah, send us money. Um, I am going to see Beyonce, so thank you guys. Um, and because of that, send us money. Souvenir shop. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's go. Thanks for writing. Before you go. Take a detour into the souvenir shop. Okay, so actually, again, I was on a roll. I was on a roll, y'all. Okay, so I want a new ride in the park, and it's going to be called Missy's Teacup Ride. That's actually kind of cute. And when it starts, it's going to do the three clinks. And when it stops, it's going to do the three clinks. But when it actually starts, okay, so when everybody's loading, it's going to do the three clinks. And when you settled in and you ride, it's going to be like, now sink. And then that's when the ride starts. And then it does the three clinks again. That's when it stops. Oh, of course, we got to have the teacups in the souvenir shop. You know, we could do different types of ideas with the teacup. Um, I also, okay, now this might be a little offensive. So I'm very sorry. That's offensive. I'm um, sorry. Cotton earplugs oh yeah I'll, I'll bless cotton you. candy earplugs ew what the hell you don't literally put it in your ear you put it in like little small little baggies and say earplugs but you know like how they do like edible necklaces and stuff like that oh, okay you know? okay yeah. to also last thing i want a sunken place immersive experience oh, no, after no, I, I went to one in japan 
I just thought it was really dope because the shit was weird and I didn't like expect to like have those type of feels. But I just, I, I'm kind of like a zero gravity chamber. Yeah. Something like that. And it's just pitch black and all you see is a screen. Oh, if I never mention it, I have some trauma behind that. I can't be in oh, small sorry. spaces. And especially if it's quiet, it will drive me insane. And not like the ha-ha, it'll drive me insane. Like, I'm being really honest. Oh, I'm sorry. I will lose my shit. We Completely. don't want that to happen. No, it's not safe for anybody. So, no, I can't. Uh -uh. Y'all go do that at the park. I'm going to see y'all later. If anybody uh, who is not black tries to buy the cotton earplugs, beat your ass. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> They out there cotton picking, man. I'm gonna go ahead and let you know if I see a, a white person buying the cotton earplugs, you're gonna run me my fate. Okay. I want you to know that I mean this in the bottom of my heart. And you better hope I stop beating your ass. Cause mm. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you want us to pick cotton for you? Listen. Now it's not safe for you. It's not safe. You switch like a. Y'all know the song. Okay. You know what else you don't know, though? Y'all ready for these park announcements? Yeah. You, you. That was four for four, wrapping up our February theme, which means if you made it this far in the episode, you get to see or hear our theme for March. And y'all know I think I'm so fucking clever. And every year I have to do something that relates to the year we're in. So since it's March, it's the third March, shit. Since it's March, it's the third month of the year and it's three of us. Why not celebrate Three's company? We're gonna talk about killer trios and our lineup is The Strangers, Pray at Night, Panic Room, Three from Hell, and the ever-wonderful Hocus Pocus. Make sure y'all there, cause I'm really excited for this month. This is gonna be a fun month. This, all of these movies are very different. <laughs> Like, we go from Demented to Disney. <laughs> so, have fun with that. Get your tickets. Well, we know who's excited for what movie. But, <laughs> lobbing it to Britney again. Alright, y'all. Just to let y'all know, you need to go ahead and follow us at D180Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Why? Because we're fun. You need to interact with us. You need to tell us how much you enjoyed the episode. You need to make sure that when this episode drops, you share this motherfucker. Okay. Everywhere. We okay. need to make sure that the people are listening. So when you get we done... We expect this to be in the tops, so just get into it. Go ahead and share. Go ahead and, and um, retweet it. Plug it everywhere. Put it on Facebook. Like their shit so everybody can consume our media mm -hmm. and enjoy it. Also, mm -hmm. you know what the fuck to do? Follow us on Patreon. We give exclusive content. Why not? Why not support us so that we can give you more great content? With that being said, we'll see you in March. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye.